Hi there and welcome to the 20th workout of the 30 days of 30 minute rows and this one I'm not cheating for. I'm not going to replay a 2021 video. I'm doing this one with you in 2022. Now today's workout, I don't really know how you describe this one. It's one where you climb up and then you go down to the bottom, climb up, go down to the bottom three times because we're going to row four minutes, three minutes, two minutes, one minute, all with no rest at increasing stroke rates. So you start off at 18, then you increase to 20, then 22, then 24, and then you go back down to 18, 20, 22, 24. Three times that makes up our 30 minutes. And of course our pace is gonna increase as we go through these. So, so you're gonna start that 18 strokes a minute at right about 2K plus 20 to 22 if you have a 2K training pace. But that is that kind of five out of 10 effort, the same exertion as if you were walking up a constant flight of stairs. But then when you get up to the 20 strokes a minute, I want you to go two seconds faster and then again again for the 22 strokes a minute that two seconds faster but then when you hit the 24 strokes a minute go three seconds faster but then that's going to kind of knock it a little bit out of you but then you reset down into that 18 strokes a minute and do it all over again now what this means is that this row has the potential to slightly get out of that low intensity workout and a little bit more towards mid so if you want to start slower than that 2k plus 20 to 22 or 5 out of 10 maybe knock it to 4 out of 10 or 2k plus 20 to 24 then please do. I know I've kind of top heavied this with pace information, but I really want to get it across that if you want this to be a low intensity workout, start off slow, but then make sure and have the same increases the same way up, okay? So it's entirely up to you how you do this one, okay? Just depends on how your body feels today, all right? So let's get into our four minute warm up as we always do, and we have to set up our machine as we always do. Now, in a concept two, that means going to the drag factor and setting that to where you want it to be. If you don't know where you want it to be, set the lever between like four and five, because too low isn't an issue too high is the problem if you're on a non-concept two, set your resistance or your water or whatever you have so you get a nice feel from the stroke but you don't have to heave against it to get the thing moving next up if you're able to please set your monitor to eye height so you don't have to look up and you don't have to look down and finally your foot straps you want them or foot plates should be set to a height where you can come to the front of the machine with your shins pointing vertically comfortably if you're set too high it can be a little bit tough to get there if you're set too low and it's binding over your toes, you can go scooting past and basically your backside comes out from beneath you and you'll lose a lot of power, okay? So we're gonna do this at round about 20 strokes a minute um, and uh, pace is gonna be just enough of a push with the feet as though you were standing up from a squat just so we can work on a little bit of timing for the first minute, okay? Whew, here we go then in three, two, one, let's go. If only I could row as fast as I can speak. Oh, I knew I had a lot to pack in today, so. Right, so timing, you wanna get the push of your feet to happen at the same time you feel your hands connect to the machine. And that means the point when the handle kind of bites into the flywheel or connects to the water or makes the magnet move or whatever you're using in your machine. You want to push at the same time and let that leg drive surge into the machine, okay? It's like a, a press as you get in there and you help that with those straight arms and a forwards tilt over your hips and you hold that position as you push your legs into the foot plates. And that's how the majority of the power gets in there. And talking of power, you start to increase a little bit. If you have a 2K training pace, then I want you to go up to roundabout your 2K average plus 18 seconds. Or if you don't, then just aim for that five out of 10, walking up a flight of stairs kind of intensity. Heart rate should be up, breathing rate should be up, but this should feel easy. Okay, you still know you're working out, still doing exercise, but at this stroke rate and intensity, you should feel like you could do this for a long time, hopefully half an hour. Okay, in three strokes time, we're gonna put one foot on the ground. One more. There we go, oops. I didn't unbuckle first, oopsie. Continue rowing with just that one foot strapped in. You'll notice you'll be rowing slower. Don't worry, it's because you've only got one leg in. But try to keep your body positions 
as good as you can, even with just one leg in. So slide forwards to shins vertical. Make sure your body is leaning forwards, arms straight. Swap feet. Ooh. Yeah, because having one leg in, it helps with flexibility for your hips and things, but it also means you get a chance to just concentrate on the major elements of position too, because you're not worrying about trying to get into position with two legs strapped in. One more here, and then let's put both feet in, tighten the straps, legs straight, and roll with your back and arms. So swing over your hips, pull in your arms, out with your arms, and then rock forwards over your hips again. So swing, pull, push, rock. Swing, pull, push, rock, okay? It's simple, but the important part is that that initial swing is what picks up the tension of the handle first, okay? Right, let's roll to the front, arm straight, forwards tilt. Press out from the front, okay? Not too hard, because I want you to work on the timing between your legs and your hands, but I also want you to work on holding that forwards tilt and arm straight as you press your legs into the machine, okay? And if you can think about pressing instead of pushing, then you get more of a kind of a or a press, sorry, <laughs> press, instead of it being a short stab, okay? Right, we are done with the cool down, and I know I've come dressed all in red today, but it's a big t-shirt reveal. So, while you move up and down the rail and have a quick drink, by the time the splash card goes, you will see my new t-shirt. Okay, so new t-shirt says small wins add up. And it's a true thing. If you can just get little small increments, whether that's in your rowing or your diet or your mental state, whatever, just these small little wins will eventually add up to something big and you'll be hopefully a better rower or a better person or a better whatever it is that you want to be. Okay, so it's the same for everything in life, not just sitting here in a rowing machine. So uh, we'll get into the main row. I'll just quickly zip up my pocket because that's going to catch, <laughs> catch my hand, elbow or something, I'm sure. Or it'll just annoy me. Uh, it's the kind of thing that can really bug me if I'm like, oh no, I've got a flappy pocket. Ugh. So easily thrown off. Right, so remember, we're going to start off, I'll keep you right through the whole row, but for, we're starting off for four minutes at 18 strokes a minute, and you're going to pick that starting pace depending on how intense you want this workout to be, okay? So 2K plus 20 to 22, if you want it to feel a little bit tough, but you can slow down another couple more seconds as that starting pace, if you want to really keep this at a low intensity workout, okay? You ready? <laughs> so I was like, surely there's something else I should be saying. Uh, okay, here we go then. In three, two, one, let's go. So I just suddenly noticed I still had the monitor set to calories. So I had to quickly punch a button before I hit go. How's that for pro? <laughs> I can punch a button and row. Right, so 18 strokes a minute. I've just blown past it a little bit. Let's settle down. I think I was still going for 20 just then. That's better. Right, there we go. Sorry about that. That's not a very good start to the row. I was too busy talking about my monitor. So we're down at 18 now. And 18 is a little bit awkward from a rhythm point of view, just because it takes a little bit longer per stroke. But this is where you can properly work on your positioning. It's almost like you're rowing in slow-mo. So you get a nice, steady press of the legs into the machine, holding those arms straight, and that forwards tilt, and then the release of the stroke. You can really concentrate on getting that rhythm right of the arms away, and then rocking forwards. And once you're in that forwards lean, arms over your knees, all you have to do is bend your knees and you'll roll to the front of the machine. And there's two reasons for that. The first one is getting, getting yourself set up properly 
for the next stroke. Okay, so I have arms away, forwards tilt. Here, I don't have to do anything more once I bend my knees. Okay, so I'm not kind of coming forwards and having to lurch into the front. But also, it's a lot more energy efficient to roll this way. So hands kind of bounce away from you using that springiness of your ligaments and muscles. And then they help create the momentum to draw your body rock forwards. So that's all kind of free energy. And then because everything's moving forwards, once you bend your knees, there's no real energy needed to roll in to the front of the machine. Again, it's just momentum, the slight downwards angle of the rail, all adding up. So this roll forwards uses very little power or energy. Whereas if you finish at the back, tug those knees up and then roller coaster over forwards. Oy. <laughs> That's exhausting. That was only three strokes. So you're just wasting energy. And after all, that's two of the main reasons why I constantly bang on about technique, performance and efficiency. All right, one more stroke here. And let's take it up to 20 strokes a minute and two seconds faster. Now I am sitting slightly, well, I suppose, am I? I'm at 2k plus 18 now. I think I started off about 2k plus 21. And then I've increased three seconds on this jump to 20 strokes a minute, but I'm just letting my body naturally get a feel for how much power I want to put in. I don't want to choke my stroke if I feel okay. I just want to let stroke rate and technique and a good push of the legs take care of what pace I'm rowing at. Which is kind of why having a, well it's not kind of it, it's exactly why, having a consistent technique is so advantageous. It's like, I don't have to think about it. I just dial in 20 strokes a minute and my body's just used to rowing at this pace. Even if I set out to row a couple of seconds slower, my body's like, no, that's okay. I remember how to do this. I've got this. Whew. Sorry. One more minute at this stroke rate. Just to say, from a technique point of view, the other reason out of the trifecta of why you should try and roll with a good technique is just injury prevention. If you've got a really janky stroke where you're lurching all over the place, tugging on foot straps, yanking on the chain, pulling instead of using your whole body at the front, then chances of strained intercostals or sore back or tennis elbow, it all comes into play. Okay, two more. 
One more. And just push the feet a little bit harder into the foot plate. And you'll get a slightly faster drive phase of the stroke. And you really want to be rowing with a two to one ratio where your drive phase is twice as fast as your recovery. But at these lower rates, it's quite an even ratio. So 18 strokes a minute is a 1.1 second drive, 2.2 recovery, 20 strokes a minute is one second drive, two seconds recover, and I can't do the maths <laughs> for 22. Then be what? I'm trying to work out what? Be like 0.8. 0.83 seconds at 24, 1.66. Is that right? Recovery. But the point is that as your drive speed increases for a stroke rate, your recovery increases in ratio, okay? Okay, so. We're about to go up to 24 for one minute and three seconds faster after this stroke. You ready? Let's go. One every two and a half seconds. Push harder with the legs for a faster drive phase. And then get those hands away smoothly that's important but quickly to initiate a slightly faster recovery too so i'm not throwing my hands out in front of me in a jerking motion smoothly out in front okay Four, three, two, one, back to 18s. And that really low walking up a flight of stairs intensity. So my heart rate got up to 160 by the end of those 24s and ideally I want it to drop hopefully to around about 140 in the process of these 18 strokes a minute otherwise I'm working too hard. Now it's slightly different for me because I'm talking to you the whole way through, which means I'm holding my breath quite a lot of the way through this row. So I, when I make these videos, have an artificially high heart rate or well you get what I mean if I was rowing this with just a pair of headphones on and not talking my heart rate wouldn't be as high as it is that's one of the reasons why this time round for the 30 days I haven't put my pace and heart rate data 
up on screen because well when I first all those years ago when I were a lad <laughs> when I was a young boy and I started making these videos <laughs> I didn't put my data on screen because I was worried that people would look at my pace and heart rate and think that's what they had to row at and then over the past four or five years I've put the data up and then eventually someone will say oh I really struggled to match your pace or I just can't get my heart rate as high as yours and that's not the point that really isn't the point is, is that you row at what you can manage 5 out of 10 effort for you maybe faster than me maybe slower than me but it doesn't matter as long as for you it's 5 out of 10 as long as for you it's 20 to 22 seconds slower than your 2k average pace not mine the same with heart rate I've got really low resting heart rate so my heart rate training bands are slightly different to a lot of people so that's why this time around I've not put my data on screen so I want you just to worry about you not me okay one more and let's take it up to 20 so a couple of seconds faster as you increase stroke rate and that should happen naturally if you have a consistent stroke technique just pushing a little harder means you're putting more power into the machine plus you're also rowing two strokes per minute more than you were before so when those two add up that's what should result in a couple of seconds faster pace and that's what I mean about consistent technique if you are all about a kind of a non-rhythmic stroke where you're snatching against the flywheel and you're not really doing anything fluid and replicated then it's much harder to get consistency of pace to let stroke rate control and temper how fast you're rowing right six strokes time I think no what am I saying what's he on about got another minute to go scratch that <laughs> getting ahead of myself I know I'm fighting a losing battle with a lot of people especially people who can row short distances like a 500 meter or a one minute a 1k even a 2k if you can row that fast just by brutalizing the machine why would you change and again injury prevention is foremost there but on top of that when these folks start rowing 5k's 10k's or even a training session like this they totally fall apart okay now we're going to do our change up in three strokes time so up to 22 
after this stroke. You ready? So just a slight increase in pressure from your legs as you push into the machine. It's not, I mean, these tiny or two stroke increments are so subtle. It's probably easier to jump from 18 to 24 and then 24 to 30 because it's such a huge change in power and kind of drive speed and recovery speed whereas it's quite subtle the difference between 20 and 22 and plus you don't get any help by counting down seconds really for 20 strokes a minute you can just count down in threes and at 24 you can count down in two and a half but at 22 you just got to just need to row and keep an eye on stroke rate and try and find a timing rhythm all right then 10 seconds until one minute at 24 two strokes one more here we go so increase that pressure make sure to keep everything fluid get that connection right at the front push with the feet at the same time your hands feel the handle bite into the flywheel or the water wheel or the magnet or hamster wheel whatever you're using if you're using a hamster wheel take the hamster off okay four three two one back to 18s ease it off less pressure finished 165 there didn't check my rate after 18 so I can't really close off that conversation I'm afraid but we'll take a look I'll see if I can remember after these 18s I don't have my heart rate strap connected to the monitor today <coughs> I was having problems getting it to start so thought maybe the strap connection isn't worth doing today but it turns out it was <laughs> right so where are we now you've got to admit that was quite a fast 20 minutes so far wasn't it this 4321 thing you may be looking at the first four minutes and thinking oh it's quite long for 18 but by the time you get to the three minutes of the 20s 
they whiz by and certainly the 22s go fast because you might not be <laughs> looking forwards <clears throat> to the final 24s and this is what I was saying well what I've said over and over again to be honest about how breaking rows down into smaller chunks really can help you mentally to get through the longer rows it doesn't have to be something like this where it's quite changeable you could just be looking at a 30 minute row but give yourself three minute splits you row each one at the same pace but you're only ever looking forward to your three minutes you're not really considering the 30 minute row as a whole same with the 10k just take it one kilometer at a time rather than sitting down and going oh hang on I've got a whole 10k to do and by the time you then take it up to half marathons and marathons mentally hopefully you've taught yourself how to make it a little less daunting let's say okay two more and then we're up to 20s again heart rate 153 so it came down by 12 bpm not quite the 140s I was hoping for but I've already played the I'm talking to you caveat card so when I've been rowing this 22 series on my own without actually making the video it's quite interesting to see the heart rate difference when I'm not talking so I can compare myself to me <laughs> so when I look on screen and see in one of my roll along videos my heart rate is 165 but then when I'm rowing along to it it's 155 I know I have this exertion spike because I'm holding my breath so I can talk to you and it's not just that it's also breathing pattern what you want to get into is a good rhythm of breathing in and breathing out complementing your stroke in most cases it doesn't really matter whether you breathe in at the drive or breathe out all that matters is rhythm that you're taking in enough oxygen getting out enough CO2 but also that as you drive you have a braced core to let the power come from your legs through your body into your arms and into the handle and so if your breathing pattern gets in the way of that that's when you need to address and potentially change your breathing pattern okay two more one more 
then increase that press take it up to 22 and hopefully you're not too fatigued through this row that your technique has started to unhinge <laughs> hinge being the key word here in that you want to tilt forwards over your hips like a hinge you're not curving your upper or lower back in order to get that forwards body position towards the front of the machine so hinge forwards arms straight and then push the legs into the machine while still hinged forwards and arms straight and it's only when your legs are at least halfway done that you finally swing you open up that hinge by leaning into a 11 o'clock tilt and as you start that hinge that's when you finally pull the arms in to a finish okay two more one more let's go up to 24s here we go <clears throat> last 55 seconds keep those arms straight remember you pull in to a finish you don't pull at the start hang off the handle you should almost feel your backside go a little bit lighter on the seat as you hang off the handle okay five four three two one so my yeah 169 finish heart rate so for me that did definitely get up there into a a mid-intensity workout had its undulations to take it back into low but that was mid if you were gonna look at it as a kind of an overall row so shall we get into a two minute cool down compose yourself have a quick drink I'm gonna load up my bookmarked two minute cooldown on ErgZone, which I suggest you do the same. If you use ErgZone or any other app, just bookmark a four minute and a two, two minute row, then always just load them up as your warm up and cooldown. So here we go then. Let's do this round about that 18, well, 20 strokes a minute, but that four or five out of 10 intensity gradually ease off through this two minutes okay in three two one let's go oh, I can see a steam coming off me which is I'm a little bit worried I always miss the point in this studio when the temperature drops and basically without getting too far into detail the steam that is rising off me then condenses on the lens of the camera which ordinarily wouldn't be an issue but as I've explained before 
this is all shot in a green screen and unfortunately if the if I get that kind of Vaseline misty effect on the lens it makes it a lot harder to key out the green in fact if you look at the Halloween row along adventure the one where I'm escaping zombies <laughs> if you load that one up and kind of go about six or seven minutes into it you'll see I suddenly go a little bit a little bit transparent against the background and that's because that went steamy and I struggled to control the key but it's been kind of ever since Halloween it's what the 20th today 20th of November it's been quite mild and it's only just now there's been a couple of days actually the temperature's dropped but anyway what I'm saying is I'm a bit of a doofus and I keep forgetting I need to warm the camera up first so apologies if this one is a bit misty and changing colours all over the place <laughs> it's best to announce my mistakes than it is to try and hide them cool down is done you of course don't have to stop cooling down especially after what was what could have been quite a tough row um, you can continue cooling down you can do no stretching but please stretch your quads your hamstrings and possibly your glutes at one point but not in the shower because I don't want you to fall over or you can join Stretchy John up in the top corner he'll take you through some stretching I will untether from my microphone which has been charging the whole time because again I forgot to charge my microphone because I'm an idiot <laughs> um, and I will take you through some on the rower stretches so I forgot why I was I'm like what am I saying <laughs> what's my what's my what's my script what's my motivation um so get back on the machine uh, feet in the stretchers but keep your straps loose so you can brace your toes against them you've got a nice angle between your feet and your legs hands in the air like you just don't care and then fold forwards tilt forwards in fact I'm going to learn from yesterday and sit a little bit further back on my seat oh yeah yeah and that just I mean I could only have moved about a centimeter further back on the seat just then but the difference there that it made for that fold in terms of getting that stretch right in here into the hamstrings and like I've said said a few times hamstrings are my I don't say hamstrings are my Achilles heel but that's gonna that's mixing up that makes no sense um, but yeah my tight hamstrings is definitely what is holding me back from lots of things right now even like the running that I'm training for uh, high rocks and things there's my high rocks reference um, it's all down to tight hamstrings the issue so just carry on t stretching them hoping one day they'll just give in and I'll be fine not giving as in snap that would be awful let's move on to glutes one leg up on the rail bring your other knee up so that your foot the your heel is in the crook of your other knee oh, this is confusing then bring that knee across your body so that you've got a straight line between your face your knee and your foot and then hold it in place with your arm and then rotate round hold on to the back of the machine if you wish for stability see it makes perfect sense if you're watching this on the youtube video but if you're listening to this on the podcast i wouldn't be surprised if you were like is he playing twister <laughs> because I didn't really describe that that well but like I said before you might want to just um, jump on YouTube type in row along find the this 30 um, the 2022 30 days of 30 minute workouts and then load up the end stretching section on one of these just so you can see me going through these because it'll help when it comes to my rubbishy descriptions oh other leg oh and then rotate round again into hold that knee in place rotate round keep that stretch going Oh, um, yeah glutes hamstrings and quads are possibly the most important part that you can do everything else is kind of becomes all about injury prevention and making sure you're not uncomfortable and, and whatever whereas these three really are the powerhouses so you want to stretch these so let's do quads next uh, you can rest a hand on the monitor for stability if you wish flick this foot up so you can pull it behind you heel comes up against your backside and then you can put in a little bit of a pull just to kind of open up that stretch into that quad um, but yeah because the rowing stroke I mean if you haven't got it already from how I talk about it the rowing stroke is all about legs you get the power in from that big push the the press the surge of power that comes in through your legs and it's like your your back and your arms are 
conduits for that power for most of the stroke and it's only at the back of the stroke that you then add in your back and your arms so although you are using your back and your arms they're not working as hard as your legs um, so although I will go through stretching shoulders and forearms and biceps and triceps because they get used really your quads your uh, hamstrings and your glutes are they like the primary muscles here um, and the ones that you really want to take care of not only from an injury prevention point of view but just so that you're you're able to row as fast as you want for as long as you want so let's move on to hip flexors which are another one that just depends whether they're tight or not so hip flexors um, put one knee on the ground toes up behind that knee other foot is in front of you with the knee right above it so you've got right angles in both and then with a good posture push the hip that is that has the knee on the ground forwards and that kind of sinks you down a little bit but keep that posture good i've said this quite a lot now that if you have that good posture you get a good stretch into the hip flexor if you lean if you kind of roll forwards with your upper body you totally lose the stretch so if you're not getting a good stretch right up into this hip flexor you're not doing it right <laughs> so that's important so, and it's as simple as that you're just not doing it right so let's change legs ah, and again let's summon the mighty Jeff Cavalier from Athlean X. Take your shirt off, Jeff. Um, uh, yeah, because he has a video about hip flexors. Um, should you be stretching them? How can you tell uh, whether you, you need to stretch all that kind of stuff? Um, and not only does it give you a good way to find out if you have tight hip flexors, it also then shows you how to stretch them as well. So different ways to stretch them other than the way I'm doing it. Because again, this is, the, this is one based around if you're able to do this on the ground, but say you say this was all shark infested water and you weren't able to get down on the ground to stretch your hip flexors how would you do it then? of course your rowing machine would have sunk so let's do forearms next hands in front of your face and then push them together bring them down in front of you and carry on pushing them together and you should get a nice stretch into kind of your wrists and underneath your forearms and your fingers as well uh, if you're wondering you can see you've got a piece of black tape for me <laughs> it's not rowing related it's drumming related um uh yeah i had this is like a, a week on still not healed i had a six hour practice last saturday um and uh, you should have seen the size of the blister Oi. um let's move to shoulders next hands out in front of you bring it across your body loop your other arm across it so you can kind of add a little bit more force stretching against your body um, but yeah, just from it's the it's my hi hat hand. So that's constantly going <laughs> with a drumstick, kind of flapping about inside my hand. And so I've just got, I mean, both hands have just got big blisters on my middle finger and my uh, ring finger. But this one is de was definitely causing me some discomfort. And I thought, you know what, from today I just can't, especially because I was recording. So I've just changed arms for podcast folks. Especially if I was recording this entire row and talking to you I could I could have done without the distraction of having a stinging finger so that's why I've got a piece of tape on it yeah so as much as, much as I could have said there's a I'm sure this because I used to go oh if you get blisters when you're rowing it's because you've got poor technique you're not holding onto the handle properly you have to be a loose connection and all that blah, blah, blah. I'm sure there's drummers out there going if you're getting blisters mate you're doing it wrong Probably. But then again, six hours of going <laughs> with a stick flapping about in your hand, that's going to cause friction. Especially because I use ra tennis racket tape over my drumsticks. In fact, hang on. I know we're meant to be stretching, but just because they were here, uh, I'll show you because I might as well show you what I mean. Yeah, so like that. That's like tennis racket tour in a grip. Look, I can spin a drumstick. <laughs> Look, I'm showing off now. But yeah, that action really does give me... Anyway, there we go. <sighs> Where were we? Uh, yeah, biceps, hands behind. Sorry, I've completely thrown out the timing of um, the stretching section now by showing off with my drumsticks. Sorry. <laughs> Boys and toys, eh? So hands behind you uh, as though you're flying and then rotate your thumbs outwards and that lengthens the long head of your bicep and gives you a nice wee stretch. Okay, it should just stretch out those biceps, but at the same time, it will then contract your triceps. So let's do them next. So hands up in the air, or sorry, hand up in the air, down your back so it touches your spine. Your elbow will be mostly up in the air, but then use your other hand to just help it 
give it, just stretch it a little bit more, open up that tricep and really help it stretch. And then if you want to add in a slight, yeah, I can feel my neck going again doing that. If you want to add in a slight lean to the side in order to open up your um, lats as well, give them a little bit stretch, then please do. Oh, I'm gonna swap arms, so same thing. And then just hold it in place and help. Uh, I'm sure if I was a swimmer, I'd have a much better time of this stretch. You know when you see them standing at the side of a swimming pool and you see their, <laughs> their, all, their arms are flapping around in ways that you're like, your body's not meant to move like that. Uh, yeah, it's one thing. I never, I, was, I think I was about 10 by the time I learned how to swim because mum was never a swimmer, so she never took us. Um, and so I was 10. And now looking at what my kids are like from uh, how fit and how good they're, so I would done stretching for how um, fit and stuff they are. I wish I'd have taken up swimming when I was young and actual proper racing swimming because their, their breath control and stuff is incredible. And that'll lead them, even if, even at 13 and 10, they stop doing it now, their breath control is so good that no matter what sport they go into, they're gonna be fantastic at learning how to deal with breath while rowing out, while working out. So anyway, right, sorry. Uh, this has been a really odd diversion-y endy, but hey, that's the price you pay because it's all free. <laughs> so the price you pay for row along is putting up with me, okay? This is why I, I don't charge a penny for what I do. Hopefully it's still worth it <laughs> putting up with me. Hopefully you're not like, oh man, that's just, no, no, no. I don't get, my return for having to put up with your nonsense is not there. Hopefully it is. Um, but yeah, so that was day 20. We're kind of in the closing stretch of the 30 days of 30 minute rows. So I hope you're enjoying them so far. Remember, you don't have to have done all 30. Um, you can do any one of them that you want. This is a great row to come back to, this 4 3 two, one thing. And depending on how you start, how what intensity you start this row off at, it really affects how the entire thing is. So if you sit right on a very slow start, then it's not that tough. If you were to kind of do this at 2K plus 20 and then plus 2, 2, 3, it really does get up there. If you even started a little bit faster, then you're really gonna take things up there, okay? And it gives you that chance to kind of recover before pushing it up again. So I hope you enjoyed it is really all I'm saying. Um, so last thing uh, is um, uh, a hashtag. I'm trying to think what was, what were my two rants? It was ra rants, diversions. I was talking about swimming. Let's do, let's just do, because I talked about breath, didn't I? So let's just do hashtag breathing, okay? So if you want to let me know that you made it this far through the video and you can leave a comment or whatever, then use hashtag breathing, okay? Because that's important. Breathing's always important. So there we go. Thank you so much for joining me in this one. I'll hopefully see you in one of my many other videos, if not the day 21 of the 30 days of 30 minute workouts, rows, things, or whatever. I'm off for another band practice now. Oh, so I'm gonna have to get more tape over my fingers and I will see you in the next video. Until then, take care, be well, bye-bye.